period in history that involves monumental change has always begun with one person taking a stand. When government is tyrannical, the people of God have a duty to not follow and not comply. And I just need to know who is willing to stand. It has to be who you are. Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to this special edition of the Chris Ann Hall Show, live from the Liberty First studio. Man, I've been so busy the last 10 days, and I know we haven't had a show in a really long time, but what has happened uh, last night with the leak of the Supreme Court draft opinion, I just couldn't leave that unanswered because, look, guys, I don't know what to tell you, but this is judicial terrorism. There is nothing and no other way to describe what we're seeing here, something that has never happened before. And there is only one purpose in the leaking of this draft opinion in the court case Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Health out of Mississippi. And as I said, that is terrorism. It is political terrorism. It is judicial terrorism. It is a terrorism on the system of the people. There is no other reason for anyone to do this. Let me tell you what's happening here. Those who are fanatical about federal power, let's just be very clear about this. Those who are fanatical about federal power, those who are fanatical about judicial power, and those who are fanatical about abortion, will have all come together to release a draft that is supposed to be private. It is supposed to be an open line of communication between the justices. There's supposed to be a confidence and a candor that happens in this system so that the justices can prepare the best opinion released possible. This is something that happens where the majority opinion is written. It is written in draft form. It is sent to all the justices to give the justices an opportunity to write consents, to write dissents, 
to put their thoughts and their understandings into writing before the final opinion is released. Judicial terrorism in America. That's what this is. I am not speaking in hyperbole. This is not an exaggeration. This will create a future in which the justices themselves will no longer be able to trust each other. Oh, but don't worry. The FBI is on it. They're going to do their investigations. Oh, I feel better. Hey, Christian, you feel all warm and fuzzy inside about that one? Seriously, guys, come on. We have a corrupted, incompetent, co-opted FBI who is part of the agenda that drives this judicial terrorism. What is the purpose of this judicial terrorism? Well, many are saying that it is an effort to bring um, to, be, to to bring threat against the majority opinion, against Alito, who is the author of this, against those you can discern would be the majority because you realize this has to be a 5-4 opinion. Or, goodness gracious, I would like to think it's a 6-3, but I don't really doubt, I really, really doubt that. So it's a 5-4 opinion. So it's to bring force of threat against those in the majority. Now, here's the thing. The draft is released. There's no backing off of this. So I believe that there is some intent to strike fear in the justices for this. But I believe that this act of judicial terrorism has more political motive than anything. Those in the Democrat Party and those in the Biden administration are absolutely desperate for these midterm elections. The president of the United States has the lowest approval rating. I don't even know in how long. Congress yields no respect. The people have no faith in the leadership of the majority party whatsoever. It is a domestic disaster. It is an economic disaster. It is a foreign policy disaster. It is a constitutional disaster. And we are racing forward like a freight train towards midterms. And this administration and the Democrat Party are in a panic. They released this judicial terrorism in an effort to drive their base. This is my opinion. In an effort to drive their base to the polls. But they will fail. They have overplayed their hand. They don't understand the majority of America is not with them. And even those that may, on a bright, sunny day, be in favor 
of this administration and in favor of the Democrat Party, they're not on your side either. With rising gas prices, you can't go to the grocery store anymore without dropping hundreds of dollars for a family to eat. I mean, seriously, we have entered into the day where the farm stores for Lowe's or or um, Home Depot cannot keep garden seeds in stock. When we are at a point where the stores are selling out of vegetable seeds, this crisis, this act of judicial terrorism, this act of desperation is not going to help. And to be totally honest with you, we're way too far out from the election. The people were not going to carry this through all the way to November. This is, there are not enough people in America who support late-term abortions to make this and over to make this the thing that overwhelmingly shifts political favor to a failing majority party and a failed presidential administration. Not going to happen. So what are we left with? What are we left with? Well, we're left with a few Radical screaming memes who are going to run around Rachel Maddow and spread disinformation, how ironic, that they're going to spread a whole bunch of hysteria and disinformation about what this case actually is. So let me break it down to you because I have read the draft release. Now you can go to my Facebook You can go to my Instagram. You can go to my LinkedIn pages. I have given you five things, five things as a summary for this Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Health and Alito's draft opinion. Okay? Five things that you need to know about this opinion. Nay, six. I'm going to add a sixth one that's not on social media. So bonus for you guys watching the show. By the way, help your friends and neighbors escape the mass hysteria of disinformation and lies about what this case will actually do. Will you please like and share this right now? Because this is going to be a short show. Like and share right now. Give them an opportunity right now to join us live. And if you leave a comment below, in all honesty, guys, just give us a thumbs up or a heart or a flag or something. Everything you leave in the comment section helps us reach more people. Remember, we're still in YouTube jail till the end of the month. So we've got to work even a little bit harder to get this out. But you guys know I am a constitutional attorney. This is what I do. 
the leftists, the la- the radical leftist nincompoops like to say, oh, a self-proclaimed constitutional attorney. No, that's actually my practice of law. It's actually my area of expertise. I've actually written six books on the Constitution. I have actually lectured on the Constitution in 49 states to 11 legislative sessions at the state level, to Supreme Court justices at the state level, and to sheriffs and peace officers in all 50, uh, representing all 50 states on the Constitution. My classes have been approved in states as continuing education on constitutional studies for sheriffs and peace officers. So this is my expertise. I come to you. You probably won't see me on Fox News as an expert. Maybe I'm too much of an expert. Maybe I'm too little of a politician. I don't know. I'm not paying to play their game. So You want real facts. You want things without party politics. You want liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Come here. You want the the panic, the screaming, the uh, misinformation, the disinformation, the political rhetoric and narrative? Then this is not where you want to go. Just your little warning, right? So listen up, guys. Five things, six things I want you to know about Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Health. Number one, in Alito's opinion, Alito, uh, for the majority of court, Alito remarks that Roe was woefully unconstitutional, completely incorrect in its application of constitution and very specifically in its application of the 14th amendment. You see, here's how this works. Roe and Casey, the two abortion cases that have convinced the American people that they are law of the land, which they are not, they are Supreme Court opinions, but we have been duped and deceived for 60 years into believing that these opinions created law. No, it is the judiciary. Judiciary does not create law. That's the legislative branch. And Congress has never created a law regarding abortion. And as Alito points out in this opinion, the federal government has no delegated authority to do so. You see, the whole thing with the 14th Amendment, and we talk about this at libertyfirstsociety.com. I talk about this when we lecture around the country. The 14th Amendment is errantly used by the judiciary and politicians to bootstrap power into the hands of the federal government. That simply does not exist. They just they just create it. It's there. And Alito says... Roe and Casey invented a power in the Supreme, in, in the federal government by inventing a right that does not exist constitutionally. So what they say is the 14th Amendment allows the federal government to protect rights that are not specifically enumerated in the Bill of Rights. But as Alito points out, 
the precedent, the long-standing precedent, even all the way up to Roe and Casey was, that in order for a right to be incorporated when it's not enumerated, there must be a long history in society, in law, in culture, recognizing a right as a fundamental right. And then it doesn't have to be enumerated to be protected. For example, parental rights. The Bill of Rights does not mention parental rights, but as the Supreme Court has mentioned over many, many decades, the right of the parent to be supreme in the authority of the care and concern of their child is paramount as a fundamental right because it is a fundamental right that has been recognized for parents over their children since families existed. And because it is a long-standing, understood, fundamental right, parental rights, it should be protected and guarded as a fundamental liberty in America, parental rights. However, the so-called right to abortion, Alito says, has no long-standing historical, cultural, or societal presence as a right. As a matter of fact, it was invented in the 60s shortly before these cases took place. He says that does not warrant the 14th Amendment's intrusion on state authority. So number one, Roe and Casey are unconstitutional because they establish a right that does not exist and they establish an authority in the federal government through the 14th Amendment to protect a right that is not actually a right recognized constitutionally. The opinion in Casey, Alito remarks, is even more irrational legally than Roe. It just totally jumps the rail. Number three, that Roe and Casey were not based upon proper constitutional analysis, but instead were instances of judicial activism. Now I'm paraphrasing for, for, for uh, Alito, but it's 98 pages. And you need to understand what is being said. Number four, uh, four and this is what's really the key that we must understand here. Abortion is not a federal issue. Not. Number five, the decision on abortion is a state issue. You see, because it's not a power that is specifically delegated and enumerated to the federal government, it is a an authority that is reserved to the states respectively or to the people. That's what Alito says. And number six, the bonus for your educational dollar today. This decision does not say that abortion 
is illegal in the United States. All your fanatical, insane, screaming memes are going to try to convince the population that this opinion makes abortion illegal. It does not. Oh my gosh, they've overturned Roe. They've overturned Wade. Now abor uh, Roe, they've overturned Casey. Now abortion is illegal in America. It does not say that. Do not let them interject this false narrative. Deal with the facts as they are facts. Don't even digress into their hysterical arguments. Don't, don't do it. Because this opinion says that it is to be left to the people at the state level. Now, I have on my website, chrisannhall.com, I have an article titled The Inalienable Right to Life. And I have posted this article on LinkedIn. It is on YouTube, or it's on LinkedIn, it's on Facebook, and it's on Instagram. If you go to my Instagram, it's in my bio. The inalienable right to life article is something that I will address on a different day, perhaps. But the crux of the matter is, yes, uh, let me put this back, back up. No, abortion is not a federal issue, as Alito remarks correctly. Yes, because it is not a federal issue, it is a state issue reserved to the states, as Alito remarks. However, because we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and that to secure these rights, the Declaration of Independence says, that to secure these rights, life, liberty, and all those that come with the pursuit of happiness, to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just power from the consent of the governed. You see, the sole and singular purpose for any government, and more importantly, the sole and single purpose for our states, is to secure our right to life, liberty, and those included in the pursuit of happiness. By the way, if you want to know what pursuit of happiness means, because it does actually have an absolute definition, you need to go to libertyfirstsociety.com, take the class on Pursuit of happiness. I'll show you what Thomas Jefferson learned, where he learned from, and the text that defines pursuit of happiness. But you see, the only reason states were, were created was to secure our rights to life. And there is no greater need for the protection of life than for those who are unable to protect their own. So, at the state level, it would be a power reserved to the states to decide. However, in mind with the proper role of government, the proper reason and the only reason for creating government to secure our rights, states 
must vote to defend, secure and defend all life. Now, I heard Rachel Maddow really got into a tizzy about this, that, and the other, about how there's going to be a lot of unsafe abortions, and what about rape and incest? All I want to say to you on that thing is, go do your homework, please. Because the facts are very easy to find. It is a very misleading red herring. Only, its only purpose is to create an argument that simply doesn't exist in today's medical and technological world. This is not the mid-19th century. This is not the mid-18th century. We have many medical, many technological advancements that make that argument moot. So please just do your research. But the bottom line we need to understand is this. Number one, you're being lied to from the get-go about what this opinion actually does. It doesn't outlaw abortion. It simply puts it back into the hands of the people as the Constitution demands. Back to the states and now your state constitutions should govern and limit government and tell government about its obligation to secure life. It does not end reproductive health care. And by the way, if we as a society no longer respect life enough to secure life for the most vulnerable of our population, I weep. I weep for who we've become. So know your facts. Understand what's really happening. The draft is online. You can read it yourself. It's only 98 pages. And let's sit back and teach truth. Speak reason. But more importantly and above all else, speak life. So thank you for joining me today for this very short episode. America is not over. We're not done. This act of judicial terrorism is unprecedented. And you know what we need? Before we go, I almost forgot. We need some congressmen with real courage who will not sit back in the political rhetoric tied and bonded by some political party or some establishment narrative. We need some true governors and true congressional members, servants of the people, who will get to the bottom of this judicial terrorism. Because the person who leaked this must be swiftly and summarily fired. If the person who leaked this that person must is an attorney. 
that person must be swiftly and summarily fired and then censured and disbarred. And let me say something very bold to you. I'm sure you expect it from me at this point. If it comes to the knowledge of a courageous member of Congress that one of the Supreme Court justices knew about this leak. I don't even think that it, it for aiding and abetting from a criminal perspective, because that was also my background, criminal attorney. They don't have to actually say do it if they knew about it and did nothing to stop it. This Supreme Court justice must be impeached. Never in the history of the Supreme Court will there be a stronger case for impeachment than this. Impeachment will be what is necessary if a Supreme Court justice was involved in this in any way. Impeachment will be what's necessary to restore confidence to this judicial body. But in the very least, there must be someone fired someone disbarred or the judiciary will never be the same again. Keep in mind who that courageous servant of Congress must be. Encourage them. Demand it. I, for one, have no confidence in the FBI. And I don't know anybody in their right mind in America that ever would. At this point in time, this act of judicial terrorism, this political motivated judicial terrorism must be answered swiftly. So remember, go to chrisannhall.com, read our article, The Inalienable Right to Life and Understand Constitutionally and from a founder's perspective, this very important question of the day. Go to libertyfirstsociety.com and take our class on the judiciary and see how the federal judiciary was established and how this act of judicial terrorism can be remedied. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you to Christian for jumping in at this last minute to help us. He's not wired today, so he's just giving me a thumbs up. Thank you for being, thank you for your loyal support, and thank you for helping us spread truth. We will never give in, we will never give up, and we will never submit to any ministry of truth, because we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. God bless. See you next time. Every period in history that involves monumental change has always begun with one person taking a stand. When government is tyrannical, the people of God have a duty to not follow and not comply. And I just need to know who is willing to stand.